Today we're talking all about defense mechanisms, what exactly they are and how to know if they are helping us cope or actually aggravating a difficult situation. Welcome back. My name's Nina and I'm a life coach that specializes in personal development. Here at this channel, we talk about everything having to do with our emotional well-being, understanding our own psychology and leading our best life possible. So if you aren't already a subscriber, please take a moment and become one. We definitely want you to stay connected. So what exactly is a defense mechanism? Well, we can really define it as any mental process that we initiate, usually unconsciously, to help us avoid conscious anxiety or conflict. We can think of it as a way we might use to either think or behave that tries to protect or defend our self-image or even our self-esteem. It's a way we can really distance ourselves from the thoughts, feelings, or actions that are just too painful for us. Now, these defense mechanisms can be used to help us cope and many times can actually be very beneficial and healthy for us to use. But a lot of times these defense mechanisms that we use are unhealthy and they can actually either aggravate a problem or potentially cause new problems. One interesting thing I wanted to briefly touch upon was that it was actually Sigmund Freud's daughter, Anna Freud, that really developed these theories and really refined the theories of defense mechanisms. Now from there, of course, it was expanded upon into what it is today in modern day psychology. Now, psychologists tend to categorize defense mechanisms by how primitive they are. So we can say they go from being very primitive to very mature. And the more primitive they tend to be, the least effective they are going to be in the long term. So they are very, very short term solutions, if you can even call them solutions. So let's go ahead and talk about some of the more common defense mechanisms that are used. Now, this is definitely not a complete list, but I wanted to talk about some of the different mechanisms that you may actually recognize. You want to remember also that every single human being needs to protect themselves. So it is, of course, the reality that we all use defense mechanisms. It is important, however, that we learn to really identify them and make sure that we are using defense mechanisms that are actually helpful to us and that don't cause any further damage to our life. So if some of these things kind of ring a bell to you, you're not alone. And we will talk about after this list, some of the more mature ways that we can use defense mechanisms. But let's start with some of the more primitive types of defense mechanisms. Now, the first one is denial, and this is probably the most primitive one of all, but here we are really just denying any kind of fact or reality. We are saying that a situation, event, thought, or feeling never ever happened in the first place in an attempt not to feel the pain associated with it. 
Now the second one is regression, and this is when we might revert to an earlier stage or time in our life where we felt we were more safe or secure. So this is where we try to deal with difficult situations by adopting different thought patterns or behavior patterns that we had in years prior. So we might see this, for example, if an older child is sick and goes to the hospital and you notice that they are sucking their thumb. An adult might do this if they are under an incredible amount of stress and have to work that day, but instead they decide they are going to stay in bed and play video games all day. Number three is acting out. In acting out, we are going to engage in very extreme behavior in an attempt to really express feelings that we otherwise really can't communicate. So for example, instead of having the ability to say to someone, well, what you said just really hurt my feelings, you may you know, punch the wall or you may shove someone aside, but you do something that is kind of extreme in nature that is usually not very appropriate. And this can even include, unfortunately, self-harm as well. Acting out is one of the most dangerous types of defense mechanisms because of course it can cause harm to other people and of course, course to our own selves. Number four is projection. In projection, we take our own thoughts and feelings and we put them upon someone else entirely. So an example might be that you are a very dishonest person, but you call everybody else a liar. This really happens when we really lack personal insight or self-awareness. Now the fifth one is called displacement. In displacement, we take our negative thoughts and feelings about a particular person or object and we take it out on a different person or object. This usually happens when we feel that we can't really safely express how we are feeling to the person that it actually involves. So for example, you might be really angry at your husband, but you instead yell at your child. This type of defense mechanism is actually really ineffective because it really helps nothing and actually harms someone who has nothing to do with the situation and that can cause other problems as well. Number six is called repression. In repression, we are simply blocking out completely any thoughts, feelings, or actions that are too painful to experience. So what's difficult here is that this is usually done on an unconscious level, so it's hard to really have an awareness that we are doing it, and therefore it becomes a little bit more difficult to control than some of the other defense mechanisms. Number seven is called intellectualization. So here we are going to shut down all our emotions and think about things using only a very rational standpoint. And we are doing this in situations that usually call for a lot of emotions to be expressed. So this is really used when we really feel the need to distance ourselves from some kind of truth. So for example, we may have gotten told that we have cancer. So instead of actually expressing our sadness or grief, we're going to immerse ourselves in getting you know, a lot of information and studying the medical procedures in a very clinical type of sense. So we're not going to really express ourselves. We're going to look at everything really just from the intellectual angle only. Number eight is called undoing. Now in undoing, we are trying to somehow take back 
a behavior or a thought that we later realized was hurtful or unacceptable in some way. So an example of this might be that we let a comment slip to our friend that we felt that she was unattractive. So we spend the next two hours trying to shower her with compliments and just keep talking about how beautiful that she actually is. Number nine is extremely common and it's called rationalization. So here we are trying to kind of distort or put a spin on facts to make them seem a little less threatening to us. So for example, we may say that everything happens for a reason, we may make up excuses, or we may, you know, just try to distort the facts enough to make it seem a little bit more acceptable to us. So basically we're trying to explain the situation away, even if it involves telling ourselves some form of a lie. So you may recognize some or all of these different defense mechanisms, and these are the more primitive of our defense mechanisms. But now let's take a moment to talk about some of the more mature defense mechanisms, some of the ones that actually can be beneficial and can help us to truly cope with a situation. So keep in mind that these are the most constructive and can be extremely beneficial. However, they may take a lot of practice to really adopt and bring into our life because the primitive defense mechanisms seem to kind of happen more naturally for us. So these are something that we oftentimes have to really learn to make a habit in our life. The first one is called sublimation. And in sublimation, we are taking an undesirable action or impulse or thought and we're going to channel that energy into something that is much more positive for us. So for example, we may have the impulse or the desire to cheat on our husband, let's say, but we channel that energy and we go to the gym instead. So we take that energy and we use it for something actually productive in our life. So this defense mechanism really lets us refocus some of these negative thoughts and behaviors and it helps us to really take that energy and use it for something good or something that could actually help relieve stress or anxiety. Now, of course, we still want to address the thoughts or feelings that we have, but that particular defense mechanism allows us in the moment to do something that is positive as opposed to doing something that could be detrimental in our life. So that is something that we can use in the moment, but of course we do always want to address our thoughts and feelings and always have an awareness of why they are here and why possibly our needs are not being met. Number two is called compensation. And in compensation, we are taking some kind of perceived weakness that we have, and we're really trying to counterbalance it by focusing on some strengths or some abilities that we have in another area. So for example, you might go to a salsa class and feel like it's a disaster, but instead you say to yourself, well, I may not be a great dancer, but I'm definitely the life of the party here. So you took the situation and you found something positive in it, even though you felt that there was some kind of perceived weakness. Here we just have a healthy recognition that we can't be great in every aspect of our life. So compensation is a wonderful defense mechanism as long as we aren't using it to kind of overcompensate. So it's something that we can really use to help reinforce and build our self-image and our self-esteem. And the third one is assertiveness. In assertiveness, we look at a situation and we clearly and 
directly express our needs. So when we practice assertiveness, we are not being disrespectful in any way. We are being incredibly respectful, yet we are telling people what we actually need and want them to do. We certainly don't want to be aggressive and we definitely don't want to be passive. So learning to be assertive is actually the perfect balance between the two. When we are practicing assertiveness, we are having our needs met in a healthy and constructive way. It is, as I mentioned before, the absolute best defense mechanism we can ever learn to use and the most beneficial communication tool that there could ever be. So those are all the defense mechanisms that we are going to talk about today. And as I mentioned, that is not a complete list. There are many, many, many different defense mechanisms that we use as human beings, again, to try to avoid pain as much as possible and to protect ourselves. The important thing to remember is that while it is important, of course, to take care of ourselves, we only want to use defense mechanisms that are actually helpful and contribute to us being able to cope with situations. What we don't want to do is to get in the habit of using defense mechanisms that actually harm us in some way. So it's important to use some introspection and figure out you know, what defense mechanisms that we are likely to use and really evaluate whether or not these are good practices for our own life. Remember always that our thoughts and behaviors are changeable. So even if things seem like hardwired patterns for us, we can learn to change them into behaviors and thoughts that are more healthy and productive for us. So I hope you found today's video both interesting and insightful. And if you enjoyed it, please like it and share it with someone else who may need to hear this message today. Also, if you aren't already a subscriber, please take a moment and become one. We definitely want you to stay connected. And I thank you so much for spending time with me today. Have an absolutely amazing day.